Now by your grace we come. Sung by one of the members, David Reynolds from Corzent, United Reformed Church. On behalf of Trinity United Reformed Church, welcome to this Good Friday service as we gather round the cross. In our homes around the area, we come together united by that love of Christ. And this joint service brings together United Reformed Church members and Method members of the Methodist and Baptist churches. And I'm delighted to be joined by Richard and Georgina from Wesley and Malcolm from Union Baptist. Together we come to the cross. And I feel after a whole year of battling and undergoing all the challenges that in a sense we all deserve a great big hug between the churches. We cannot do that physically. But in the cross, we see the arms of Christ reaching out to us, embracing us with that amazing divine love. The early Christians treasured words from the prophet Isaiah and they continue to inspire us as they reflected on what Jesus did for us on the cross. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with grief. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole. And by his bruises we are healed. All our music today is being contributed by members of the different churches. It's a delight to have such a variety of musical contributions. And members of Union Baptist are singing How Deep the Father's Love for Us.
Now let us pray. Amazing love, how can it be that you died on the cross for me? Love held you there, love for me, love for you, love for the world. Today we hear the familiar words of scripture, speak to us Lord, hold us steady as we gaze united at the foot of the cross. Touch our hearts, warm our hearts. May we know that we are loved with an everlasting love, even when the sun stops shining. Love held you there. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on us. Amen. A reading from Luke chapter 23, reading from verses 20 to 43, and that will be done in two parts. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to the crowd again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time, he spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for and surrendered Jesus to their will.
that was brought to us by a quartet from Wesley. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine and vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. We'll have another song, Jesus, Remember Me.
Well, good morning to you all and welcome. Greetings from Union Baptist Church to our Methodist and URC friends, both here in High Wycombe and at Cause End. Let's come to God in prayer and ask him to speak to us. Thank you that you do speak, Lord, particularly on a day like today. Open our ears, open our eyes. May we see Jesus. Amen. You may have heard these phrases, um, hands, face, space, and now fresh air. Or stay home, can you fill in the bits, <laughs> protect the NHS, save lives, and we praise God for all the lives that have been saved. We've spent much of this past year taking action to save our own lives and to save others' lives by our own actions. Save yourself and us, if you like, We're terms of phrase in the text we've been looking at. Perhaps this is why I felt drawn to these particular phrases in our reading from Luke's Gospel. Save yourself and us was on the lips of criminals, of the crowd, and they were hurled at Jesus. Save yourself and us. Have a look in verse 35, spoken by the crowd. He saved others, let him save himself. Verse 37, save yourself, spoken by the soldiers, mocking him. Verse 39, save yourself and us, spoken by a cursing criminal on the cross right next to Jesus. Save yourself and us. Let's reflect on those words this Good Friday, spoken by the observers of the crucifixion, the soldier, the criminal, and the crowd. Early in this pandemic, staff didn't have enough PPE. They would have loved to have saved themselves, but they saved others. And some of them gave their lives in doing so. You see, sometimes, sometimes in life, it's not possible to both save others and save yourself. It just isn't possible. And a very, very, very difficult choice has to be made. And this is the choice that was given to Jesus. Save yourself and save us. And it wasn't possible for him to do both. You see, ever since the fall, an awful pandemic has impacted the whole of humankind. A pandemic of sin. And the results of that is that we are all destined for eternal death unless someone intervenes. All mankind needs saving. And the treatment for the pandemic of sin comes with an, not with an injection, but it comes in a person, the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the longed for one. He is the only remedy for our condition for he alone, says our text, was good enough. There was no other good enough that 
pay the price of sin, we sing. He only could unlock the gate of heaven and let us in. And the truth of this is declared by, by the criminal and the centurion. Look at it in verse 41. He says, this man, has, a criminal, has a very clear sense of right and wrong. He knows he's been rightly, rightly crucified. But this man has done nothing wrong. And verse 47, which we'll come to in the reading later, the centurion declares Jesus as the only one good enough in verse 47 by declaring him a righteous man. Today is a good day. It's Good Friday because the only one good enough, Jesus Christ, chose to save us, whatever the cost. Sometimes, to save others, sacrifices have to be made. This last year, we've given up many of our liberties in order to protect the most vulnerable in our society, and rightly so. We've sacrificed our country's wealth to save lives. We understand, like we have never understood before, that saving life does not come cheap. It comes at great cost. Save yourself and us, they cried out. But it was not possible for Jesus to save himself and to save us. Jesus had to make a choice. And he steadfastly set his face toward the cross to save us. He chose to save us and sacrificed his life. What costly, loving, gracious, blessed Christ. What a blessed choice. A criminal justly sentenced to death next to him confirms that he deserves to die, yet calls out to Jesus as we've just had that beautiful song played, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus does not hesitate. He says to him, this is, well, he doesn't say this, but this is what he came for. He came to save the likes of this man, a convicted criminal. And he confirms his ability to save by promising this criminal that this day he will be with him in paradise. What a glorious saving work. Jesus could have saved himself, but instead he remained on the cross, pouring out his lifeblood to wash away the sins of the world. He traded his life to save this criminal. You may be surprised how quickly Jesus answers prayers. No sooner has this criminal called out to him is the promise of paradise offered. How quickly we need to call out to Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, save me. The soldiers taunted Jesus in verse 37, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. He chose not to save himself. But as he hung and he died, one of their number, a war-hardened centurion, looking on, said, surely, surely this, this man was a righteous man. Mark's gospel reports that this centurion also declared Jesus as the son of God. He believed in Jesus. He was the promised Messiah, longed for by Israel. And Jesus chose the cross, friends, to save us. 
He gave up his life so that the criminal might have eternal life. He gave up his spirit so that the centurion, presiding over his very crucifixion, could be saved. No wonder we sing, amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? This is why it's Good Friday. And as we stand at the foot of the cross this morning, we too look and we may even cry out as they did, save yourself and us, but we know he can't save himself if he is to save us. Wonderfully, mercifully, sacrificially, Jesus will answer one of those prayers. He chooses to save us, whatever the cost to himself. As I was preparing this short reflection, a song by Graham Kendrick came into my mind that we used to sing when I was at university, which is going back 30 years, so I apologize if you don't know it. It's called, Is a Rich Man Worth More Than a Poor Man? And I just want to read some of the words that I think just remind you how much you are worth to Christ. How much do you think you are worth, boy? Will anyone stand up and say, would you say that a man is worth nothing until someone is willing to pay? If you heard that your life had been valued and the price had been paid on the nail, would you ask, what was traded? How much? Who paid it? Who was he and what was his name? If you heard that his name was called Jesus, would you say that the price was too dear? Held to the cross, not by nails, but by love. It was you broke his heart, not the spear. Would you say that you're worth what it cost him? You say, no, but the price stays the same. If it don't make you cry today, laugh it off, pass it by, but just remember the day when you throw it away that he paid what he thought you were worth. Let's pray, shall we? Dear Lord Jesus, this Good Friday, we look to you and we see your hands pierced. We see your face, not crowned with a mask, but crowned with thorns. And we thank you for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, that you chose not to stay home, but you left the glory of heaven for us. Thank you for going through with your life-saving mission. We celebrate that you chose to save us. Help us now to give and to live our lives, to lay them down in service of you. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus, and for your glory. Amen. We're now going to sing again. Let's worship God as we sing, O sacred head, sore wounded. Oh, say. 